Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. The real-time crack-up of the GOP is happening right now on Twitter by Marcus Holson. After nominating Donald Trump, the Republican Party was always going to face a reckoning. But no matter who won, that reckoning was supposed to happen after Election Day. Well, it's come early, and it's unfolding in real time on Twitter. Less than a month before polls open, the GOP nominee is in open political warfare with his party. The Trump campaign felt good about its candidate's debate performance Sunday night, set against the backdrop of some of the most depressing and despicable rhetoric in the history of electoral politics. But instead of morning-after reports of Trump's supposed political resuscitation, House Speaker Paul Ryan's de facto disendorsement of Trump in a conference call with congressional Republicans dominated the news cycle. Politico first tweeted, Breaking, Ryan to House lawmakers, I won't defend Trump. Surprising no one, Trump responded quickly to Ryan's abandonment on, where else, Twitter. From Trump, Paul Ryan should spend more time on balancing the budget, jobs, and illegal immigration and not waste his time on fighting Republican nominee. And so it was on. The frame of reference here, of course, is the video leaked to the Washington Post on Friday in which Trump brags about sexually assaulting women. For many top Republicans, the tape was the cover they needed to abandon him once and for all. Within hours of the audio coming out, they abandoned Trump, but others waited to see if his debate performance could somehow salvage his tanking campaign. In the worst of all possible outcomes for the GOP, Trump did well enough to rouse the support of his base, a base down-ballot GOP candidates need to stay competitive in House and Senate races, while doing nothing to appeal to the moderate swing voters he needs to actually win the presidency. Here's the New York Times conservative columnist Ross Douthat on Twitter. The Republicans get what they deserve. He did well enough that they're definitely stuck with him. It would be bad enough for Republicans if they were merely stuck with a candidate who seemed likely to lose badly, as Trump seems poised to do. In the first major national poll since the release of the Trump sex assault brag video, the Wall Street Journal and NBC News found Clinton ahead by 11 points in a four-way race. 
a double-digit gap is more than enough to drag down down-ballot candidates, too. But simply failing isn't apparently enough for the Trump campaign. It's actively gloating in the GOP's disarray. Check out Trump campaign spokeswoman Katrina Pearson. I can't keep my phone charged due to the mass volume of texts from people all over the country who will vote Trump but down-ballot not so much. And here's Washington Post national political reporter Robert Costa, one of the key journalists to whom Trump insiders turn to dish. Meanwhile, Trump circle gloating, privately mocking elected R's who are agonizing. One laughed and said, we don't care. But the battle between Trump and the GOP wasn't just unfolding online and in the press. It has literally also spilled into the streets. Check out this tweet from Tara Setmeyer. Happening now, pro-Trump rally in front of the RNC HQ in D.C. Unbelievable how ignorant some of the signs are. The GOP must reject this crap. In the meantime, some of the nation's most powerful Republicans appear paralyzed. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has spent most of the presidential race trying to have things both ways, condemning Trump's offenses while making tepid excuses and refusing to disavow his party's candidate. This morning, four weeks before the election, he had nothing to say, as noted in a tweet by Stephen Olmacher. This is remarkable. Mitch McConnell tells Chamber of Commerce in Kentucky, I don't have any observations to make about the presidential election. Trump's running mate, Mike Pence, made the campgrounds early Monday, acting like everything was fine. Great to be back on the trail in North Carolina, he tweeted. Americans have a choice this election between two candidates and two futures. Let's choose to hashtag MAGA. But leading conservative hashtag never-Trumper Steve Deese, an Iowa radio host who backed Ted Cruz, had a different assessment of the stakes today for the GOP. Here are three in a series of Deese tweets. Number 10. You're going to see people want to have a clean conscience rather than swallow their bile and vote for a loser. 11. When people say, I don't want to hear it at the Thanksgiving get-together if Trump is just going to lose anyway. 12. That's how you go from a bad loss to a catastrophic one. Up and down the ballot. Everyone is in danger now. This election, it's been especially hard to distinguish hyperbole from a clear-eyed assessment of dramatic change. Maybe come November 9th, we'll start to see a return to the banal in American politics. But right now, one of the country's two major political parties is presently falling apart. And thanks to Twitter, everyone gets to watch. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.